The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> say anything <laughs> like we start the podcast let there be air noise for people like, can't handle it i can't handle it when i listen to podcasts if we um god willing we go to uh like uh, i think that would be what like 50 something episodes yeah. we get past the year of doing this every week right and we get to april fools the next year put one out that's just like it's just blank an hour of just like white noise yeah yeah and then at the end i'll give my social security number right to see <laughs> to who really listened. yeah <laughs> yeah get your credit card information see if anybody really gave a fuck to listen to the yeah <laughs> so to those of you that got to hear that you got to hear it so look out for the april fool's day episode next year <laughs> but until then this is the Potterhood Podcast, episode... 16? Episode 16, baby, like the world champion Ric Flair. Woo! 16 <laughs> times we have recorded the Potterhood Podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to like, to share, and if you're on like Apple Music or iTunes, yeah. give us a five-star rating so we can stay up in the algorithm. Outside of that, I'm Nico White. I'm Will Poston. And this is the Potterhood Podcast. So... Real quick before you get started, buddy, how are you? Like, and Max, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Yeah, moving soon. Moving soon. We're going to be doing this podcast in a completely different apartment. Max, our producer, has been nice enough to let us come to his quite humble, humble abode. Weasley esque. Yeah, Weasley esque. <laughs> Very much Weasley esque. Like, there's duct tape on the chairs. There's a whole lot of shit going on here. There's boxes everywhere. It smells like cat urine. But. Yeah. This has been the home of the Potterhood Podcast. So for the 16th episode, Max, we want you to know how great you are. And we <laughs> thank you for providing this def- I mean, apartment for us <laughs> to record this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And anytime. The next one, it'll be bigger. Mm-hmm. It'll probably still smell like cat piss. Probably still <laughs> smell like cat piss, but it'll be bigger. So, Max, thank you. Will is still a dad. I say still a dad like you wouldn't have been a dad. <laughs> no. Like something would have changed from last week to this one. Thank God nothing changed. If something changes, I don't think I'll do the podcast the next week. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you will either. <laughs> I'd be you know pretty I mean? low it'd, spirits. It'd be fucked up if you did, though. Like, if he came yeah. right back out, like nothing happened. Just trying to c- keep composed. Who, who, we so, who, who gonna be black this episode, <laughs> y'all? <laughs> but, buddy, how's that been going? It's been great. I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, it's... I don't know, man. It's really interesting watching the kid grow and mm. just things change week to week. Yeah. And uh, she's starting to 
recognize patterns a little bit. I don't know. Nice. I might be projecting. I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I think you might be projecting. I still think at this point they just breathe and shit. And I'm like, she's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> she's just breathing and shitting. Just breathing and shitting. And like, how much time do you spend like throwing diapers out? I do a lot of that. Gotcha. Um, I probably do an hour a day of maybe, nah, probably 30 minutes to an hour of just changing diapers a day. Gotcha. I mean, that's yeah. not, what you think, Maxie? That's not bad. No, no it seems like it could be a lot worse. Yeah, it could yeah. be a lot worse. The baby could be shitting a lot more. Well, whatever is the healthy amount of shitting is, I hope, what the baby's doing. I hope so, too. There man. are ways to Google that, and my wife does it, and I just trust her. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't Google that. I'm too much of a hypochondriac. I, I'd have my <laughs> baby in the hospital every two days for some shit I Google. Cause for sure. Google always jumps to the worst case scenario. In any case, after I meet the kid, we're going to sort your baby. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm oh, I'm come, excited about that. I'm going to come down where y'all are. I'm going to meet the baby. I'm going to bring Max with me. And then the final week, we're going to sort the baby. So okay. stay tuned for episode 20 of the Potterhood podcast. Yeah. When we sort the newest Poznan. I'll, I'll bring her in once uh, once she gets her shots. Which once she is gets her shots. Eight weeks. Gotcha. Damn, they shoot him up at eight weeks? Yeah. Darn it. Okay. You think that's too late or too early? No, I mean, shit, get the shots. <laughs> I want your baby to be safe. I don't want to come in here giving me polio. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Yeah, get the I shots. I don't think you can get polio, though, because you've gotten your shots. I mean, you don't know what I got. That's true. You know, I could be, I could be <laughs> out here just a host for every fucking thing. But... That said, that's Will's life. Um, on my life, things are um, things are good. Yeah. You know what I mean. One of my cousins got shot, but yeah, you is know, he okay? No, he dead as hell. But fuck, yeah, man, he went out there and got um long bottomed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they caught him with that Frank and Alice. <laughs> he is. Uh, he but, just got caught. Yeah, he got caught. He's out of here. You know. And sucks. it it's not. I mean, it sucks, but it's one of those weird things that you learn to accept. Almost like it's not such a. It's not such a far out story, all things considered. And I know this is a more serious way to start the potterhood, but we're going to be sorting in like two minutes, so don't worry (laughs) about it. But you need to know what your host's lives are. You know what I mean? We come here every week and let it all go and talk about magical shit. And we're going to talk about a lot of magical shit, but damn it, there's some real shit happening out here. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, um, yeah, that happened. And, you know, dealing with that, watching the people that are affected by that or affected by that. Mm -hmm. And... One thing I noticed when people die is all that like fake love that they get from people who they in life didn't like mm-hmm. and that they knew in life didn't like them. And then these people are posting stats like, oh, yo, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a miss you, bro. Sleep in peace. You know, like our relationship, it was always, it was always rock solid. I was like, rock solid? Mm-hmm. He hated you. And you know he hated you. Mm-hmm. He told you all the time he fucking hated you. If you ever see somebody and they go, yo, suck my dick before you can even say a word, that person don't like you. And probably you don't need to post nothing about my Facebook. But people grieve in different ways. So that's what's been going on with me. However, I say all that to say this. This is episode 16 <laughs> of the Bottlehood Podcast, baby. Who are we sorting today, bro? We're sorting Charlie Brown. I ain't gonna lie. When Will sent me this one, I didn't really know what to do. Because Charlie Brown was one of my least favorite. Like, I'm not from that era. Yeah. You know, I was born in 93. So I would only watch Charlie Brown during the, like, Thanksgiving specials yeah. and stuff like that. Christmas, Halloween. And he was one of the least fucking memorable people I had ever seen in any form of media, ever. <laughs> Outside for, like, the sweater he wore and the blue girl that, or the girl in the blue dress that he liked. Yeah. That's really it. So You didn't connect with Charlie Brown? Not even a little bit, bro. That's because you don't uh, 
you're a problem so you're a solution oriented person mm-hmm. problem solver and charlie brown is all about making the same pr- mistakes over and over again you oh know? so he's a millennial he is very yeah he's ahead of his time i connect with him for sure gotcha yeah I, so when when it came to putting him in a house i wouldn't even i wouldn't even send him a letter you know what i mean he wouldn't <laughs> go to squib Hogwarts. yeah he's a squib bro oh, he's <laughs> He ha- Charlie right. Charlie Brown is a fucking squid, right. bro. And I didn't want. I was so excited for him to be a Hufflepuff, but he's no, not. He's a he's squib. A squib. He has no magical talent. The most interesting about him is his pet, who is very magical. And like, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I no, no, no. He he doesn't get into Hogwarts, no. and he probably has a his younger sister. She goes to Hogwarts, yeah. So it's like right in his face every day, and he just gets like solemn about it. You know what I mean? He yeah. he's basically Aunt Petunia. Yeah, he's Aunt Petunia of the cartoon <laughs> world. Charlie Brown, I don't yeah. the hell no, Charlie. Yeah, you a squib, bro? Beat yeah. it. He's a squib, and then like Snoopy is his. Crookshanks or cat or something. That yeah, his magical yes. pet. His is, magical pet. Oh, Mrs. Norris. Snoopy's Mrs. Norris. Like Mrs. Norris. Yes, yeah. and he's Filch. He's Filch. Charlie Brown is Filch. He has to be yes. the janitor at Hogwarts and just watch yes. his sister get straight A's. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Boom, bro. Wow. That 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 was ingenious. We figured it out. Yeah. Charlie Brown, the beloved, would be a squib. He's he the Argus Filch of the cartoon world. <laughs> Poor Charlie Brown. <laughs> nah, I mean Filch had his like because look, his moments. man, Filch had his moments. Filch, Filch, here's a his thing. Like Filch needs to get more respect because what? at the end of the day, he enforced his rules. He was old school, but he did care. What's he just Filch's, cared weird. What's Filch's proudest moment of the whole series? Do you think he peaks with Umbridge, or is it in the beginning when he's taking them to the the hidden forest? Or- I I I think. He peaks the actor anyway, like yeah. in the movies, definitely pick peaked in the first book when they were going through the hidden forest. I think so too. I think that's the best felt scene, even better than the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Norris dot or like gets paralyzed, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest acting job that that guy gets. Yeah, but you know what? Let's let's be honest. He played he played that part very well. He's great. Where like it's it's always good to watch a character have that emotional back and forth with themselves, where it's like. I know these are kids, but I'm hurt and I want to see some punishment. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, I think just in real life, people don't people try to ignore that fact. You look, you look at something like uh, the one Iraq, bro. We went to war, and a lot of people in the country supported going to war only because we wanted somebody to pay. You know, we wanted mm-hmm. somebody to pay. We wanted somebody that fit the description to cry like we cried. And so, in that scene when Phil, when Argus Filch goes, somebody murdered my cat i want to see some punishment <laughs> that's the antithesis to how a lot of us live yeah he was just fucking you know he was just honest enough to say yeah. it out loud yeah no that is that is like the exact same dynamic that's you hurt me i want to see you hurting yeah that's all well now now no like i i say that but it depends on who you hurt Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you hurt my most direct family, then I want to see the worst things happen to you, and I would love if I could be a part of those worst things. But if you hurt somebody like tertiarily, um, you know, um, yeah, like somebody you don't know as well, right? If you hurt somebody I don't know as well, like you know, I want justice to happen, but I don't necessarily need to be a part of that justice. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I think Argus Filch is a uh, is I think 
Argus Filch is being bought down by being compared to Charlie Brown. And Charlie <laughs> Brown is being bought up being compared to Argus <laughs> Filch. My uh, my favorite thing about the way that Filch is used in the series is that they're, the kids are so scared of him year one, year two. Just like you would be of a weird older guy at your school. But then by the time you're ready to graduate, it's like. Who cares? Like, right. there's no intimidation factor. Well, it's like, and I know how to duel now, and you have a cat. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> you going to sick Mrs. Norris on me? I'm going to make basilisk sounds and make her run in the other fucking direction. <laughs> yeah. Get him, Mrs. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's how basilisks talk, Maxie, but all best I can come up with. I think that's, I think that's that. Pretty, right, yeah. pretty close. Uh, what accents do snakes have in the movies? Because I feel like every snake should have a British accent. I think they all do. They had that stuck up British snob yeah. accent. If Not I heard a snake British with like a snob. Brooklyn accent, I'd be like, no. Or yeah, like if the snake talked like us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like casual snake. Fuck you, niggas. <laughs> that that would. Turn How do you me feel off. about about snakes saying the n word? I mean, I feel like they have a right to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If a snake can say nigga. I promise you, I ain't gonna say shit back. They were uh, besmirched <laughs> in the Judeo-Christian Bible. Were the Garden of, well, Garden of Eden story, they're responsible for all sin. So, oh, so it's the snake fault that they ate the fruit. Yeah, and I, I stand by everybody who believes that. <laughs> I'm just, all for you believing that. I'm just saying, when last time you took advice from a snake? Well, that was. I mean, if that's the track record, when, when the <laughs> what language were they speaking? See, this is the shit that really matters that we need oh, to get yeah. into. Was we, they speaking parcel tongue in the Garden were, of Eden? Well, were they speaking parcel yeah. tongue, sir? Get your verbiage correct. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I well, of course, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't fucking there. But uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, if snakes said the n word, I wouldn't say much because I'm definitely afraid of snakes. So I doubt we'd be in the same room ever. Fair enough. Like, you don't have a snake in a new apartment, do you, man? Well, how are you going to be a Slytherin when you're deathly afraid of snakes? I ain't going to deal with the snakes, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to be a Slytherin. And like I told you, I was only a Slytherin episode one that first day. I'm definitely more Ravenclaw okay. than Slytherin. But that first day, I had some people fucking with me in the business. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I might blow some fucking heads off. That's all. You're allowed to be a Slytherin for a moment. Every now and again. Dumbledore says we sort too soon, so... Which is true. You should have to get sorted like every year. Yeah. Every year you should have to sit in the sorting hat and the sorting hat should be like, oh, wait, no, this one's a murder. The fat lady from Gryffindor is just like, so, Peter, why would we keep you here? Right. <laughs> right. He go to walk back up. She's like, the sorting hat already called us, bro. No. Yeah. Any other house. Literally any. Not Ravenclaw. The bad houses. You, you would think that. With the with like all the portraits and stuff like that, the information would have got passed along mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Hogwarts should be like Gringotts, and it should be impossible to sneak around. That well, place. that the problem is like half the portraits can't talk, so it's like a game of telephone, uh, and it's like the Running Man gives the message to the tree stump. Gotcha. <laughs> the tree stumps just stuck with the message. Like the tree stump has no way to communicate it's, with it's the th- giant. That shit. That shit is in the uh, portrait. Going, mm, mm. <laughs> What's wrong, Tree what did he say i think he tried to say that seriously black is on the ground what does that no just get back to your day nobody ever knows what you're talking about Mm, mm. Uh, it is such a bad system it's horrifying because like if i have portraits that can talk we would only have talking portraits 
And that way we can keep the ground safe. You tell them who to look out for, what to look out for. But you know, again, we don't get paid to think. We just get paid to talk Harry Potter. Who, shit. Who's your favorite portrait? Oh, uh, my favorite portrait. Damn, that's a good question. Oh, the one that told Snape to turn that light out. Whoever uh, <laughs> that one that? is. Well, that that might be movie only, but when he had uh, the Loomis charm up and he was, oh, yeah. he was doing patrol <laughs> and the the um the portrait was like, turn that light out. Said, Sorry. So then Snape comes up, he confronts Harry with the Loomis charm to interrogate him and all that shit. And then after Lupin and Harry walk away, the portrait says, are you deaf? Turn that light up. <laughs> nigga, I ain't playing. Dude, if you're a portrait, why give a fuck? Because I'm sleeping, nigga. I'm a sleeping painting. No, that's that's what I'm saying. If you're a portrait, nobody can fuck with you. You can say whatever. If I was a portrait, I'd talk so much shit. Yeah, because what you going to do, erase me? You yeah. fucking can't. Every year I'd be like, oh, last year's first years were taller. <laughs> Just heckling the little kids. Last year's first years were better looking, too. <laughs> They probably do have portraits. If the, the painting said that, they'd be like, this painting, this, guy, this has to go. You you can't can't get this pedophile-ass painting out of here. That shit, I said turn that light out so I can compliment these kids. Why is the that dark. painting listening to Ignition? <laughs> uh, they got a painting R. Kelly in there. That shit got a Zorro mask on. He's behind the tree stump just looking. <laughs> he the one really making them now. Mm, uh, mm. If there was an R. Kelly ghost it would just be wherever moaning myrtle was oh <laughs> funny just be like so you were murdered at 16 you say now you know that's right up my alley <laughs> yuck 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 that is horrifying oh. r kelly yo r kelly would be a big a bigger threat than the death eaters than baltimore at hogwarts yeah. bro everybody other like you definitely even, gotta be up. even the death eaters would be like dude what the what fuck? the fuck are you doing he come to join in Voldemort's like you, excuse me i murder kids i don't fuck them i can tell you who r kelly would be friends with <laughs> fenrir grayback <laughs> fenrir grayback would be r kelly's bodyguard and Hilarious. they would just go school to school that's funny he uh r kelly would be grayback's one muggle friend you know what I mean? But, you know, usually I hate you motherfuckers, but you pee on them, I turn them into wolves. A lot of good shit happening here, Robert. <laughs> oh, we should not air this episode. <laughs> ah, nah, yeah, we should, because we talking shit about the perpetrators. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I have a, I have a, um, I have a question for you. Sure. Quick. So, I was doing some, um, like, just some looking around, and I found this article and they said that the Harry Potter world is very misogyn- misogynistic. And I wanted to know what your take was. So the reasoning that they gave, and I wish I, I should have I should have saved it, but I was watching porn right before I picked <laughs> up this article. So I was on incognito mode. Yeah. But the reasons that they cited Love were... Love incognito mode, by the way. It's the fucking You don't best. have to delete anything afterwards? Nope. Moving on with the world. No guilt. No guilt. Act like it don't exist. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's some agent looking at your shit like, damn, again? (laughs) You really like this site, bro. (laughs) But um, I think the person's uh, explanation for why the world is misogynistic is because the main villains were like mostly male. The main um, character was male. And the only like job that uh, the prominent women had were were to think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They weren't really a part of the action. So I want to know, like, what do you guys think of that um, 
I'm not. I don't want to just be like think of that bullshit, even though it's bullshit. Yeah. What do you think of that um, article? Well, I think that it's uh, it's very like they're building a fantasy world, which it's very delicate assigning who gets to be which character because there's so few roles. For example, you have one evil. You have the big evil character of Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So if you make Voldemort female, you can do that. But then are you making the statement that like the supreme evil is like a feminine brand of evil? And then people go, is that misogynist? Voldemort's second in command is Bellatrix. Thank you. You make Bellatrix. If you make her too normal, then it's like, well, why is she evil? And if you make her crazy, which is what they did, then Mm -hmm. are you going, oh, Evil women are crazy and and but here's here's another thing where it's like what got me was the line when she said the women were in Harry Potter to basically think and it's like first of all who who in like Hermione's the most badass character mm-hmm. that's in the series her McGonagall Be- Bellatrix all the women except for Ginny are strong in the I, Harry Potter yeah, universe except Ginny uh, yeah uh, I guess her reason would be that every single female character exists to have ideas bounced off them by mm-hmm. a male pairing. So McGonagall would be Dumbledore, Bellatrix, oh, fair, Vol- fair. Voldemort, I didn't uh, think about that. Hermione, and Harry. But the thing is that if you flipped Harry and made Harry a girl and made mm-hmm. Hermione a boy, their dynamic doesn't really change. It's like a brother-sister yeah, right. peer dynamic. They both respect that they're better at certain things than others. Yep, and then Harry, then Harry and Ron... Or in this case, if Harry and Hermione switch, they could be fucking Grindelwald and Dumbledore all over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But just done right this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dumbledore will be watching as a portrait from afar. Like, put me in y'all room. <laughs> Fuck Hogwarts. I want to see what my relationship with Grindelwald could have been. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like it was a reach. Well, I think it's always weird when they're like, oh, it's so sexist. Their only good quality is they're smart. And it's like, well, that seems like a pretty good quality. Because yeah. it's like, the quality that the fucking other people lacked, and they lacked it in spades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also people always talk about like uh, how like women are always like quicker to apologize. And it's mm-hmm. like, but that's probably how it should be. Like, mm-hmm. it's a weird thing to like discount that mm-hmm. as like, oh, it's bad. It seems like, well, well yeah, I should, should make, apologize you should make more. Characters. Well, it sounds but also male people, and the female. Characters are complex. Yeah. So They're very like, complex because even that thing that you said about like women apologize more—that means that they see a situation and they think it out faster. And if they feel like they made a mistake, then they go, "Okay, well, my bad for making that mistake. I apologize." Yeah, so I think it's a that's posi- not a bad. Yeah, that's it's not a positive a bad thing. thing. So it's like it's we, weird to take we good qualities. More. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's weird to take like good qualities and mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, they, this is like this make, is a bad bitch." Thing. What you doing out here thinking? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being all critical and whatnot. We trying to die out here. Also, Hermione does a lot. I mean, they all do a lot more than just think. Molly kills a bitch. Yes. Yes. Don't let her hear the the B word. Molly killed a witch. Well, I'm saying as a term of endearment from one. (laughs) From one (laughs) bitch to another. (laughs) From from one one bitch to another. another. Yeah. Uh, y'all, like y'all don't know, Will Will is one of the most delicate human beings that you could ever meet. Am I delicate? Delicate as shit, bro. I feel like if you and Max, our producer, who's five feet tall, got in a fight, I think Max would take it. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's accurate at all. I, I fuck it, Max. Show it right here. Let's have it on episode <laughs> that's not sixteen. What we're doing on the episode. That would make for very bad radio or podcast. Yeah, very bad podcasting. All they hear is like scuffling, boom, and me winning, boom. No, ow. <laughs> And uh, me like cackling in the background. 
But what was I going to say? Oh, there is one part of Harry Potter that is sexist, though. The Triwizard Tournament yes. is brutally, just a brutal look for witches. Yeah, man. Because I don't, did Fleur, Fleur didn't even have a shining moment. She gave up she, saving her sister. Everything. Her sister she just was drowning her ass off. They and picked, Fleur was like, I can't do this. They picked the female wizard competitor based on who is the prettiest. And she was not the most accomplished. Right. She had like a bubble charm burst and it was just brutal. She was leaking on the in the lake. Oh, what you mean? Like she had like water what didn't she oh, do the bubble oh, charm? Okay. And she had water no, coming in. Gotcha. Her bubble charm fucked up. <laughs> I thought I was like, I ain't reading the book where it said her period hit when she was in the water. What you yeah, that's about? how the mer people got her so quick. Hilarious. <laughs> how do they have we ever discussed that? Like how do they deal with um like that stuff in the Wizarding World. Do you Mer think? people just look like water centaurs. Yeah. They use like the same CGI in the book. They just recycled that shit. <laughs> They're just like, we don't need. Just make them centaurs Yo, in the water. Will, it will sound <laughs> deeply outraged by that. They're just water centaurs. That was one they didn't moment. Even do, they didn't even put any effort into it. I was so excited for the Mer people. And then I was like, okay, this is the guy who Blaine. Again, their song was lit though. They did have good music. The song was lit when they finally got the egg under the water in the Tribe Wizard tournament. Yeah, you have to look to discover what we took. That shit ain't half bad, bro. Yeah, it's not half bad. I wish I knew the rest of the lyrics, but it's not that bad. What's uh, uh, I love that you made him. You kind of made them into like Selena. <laughs> like I mean, I have no other Latina choice. Pop star. My voice don't. I don't got much range, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you hear how I sound? <laughs> I can't do but so much with this. Um, but yeah. So like on a scale to one, on one to ten, how credible do you think that argument is for the Harry Potter world being um sexist? I'm. A, I'll start it off. Yeah. Um, four. I think I think there's definitely some things that could be brought up. Like I think Opportunity's relationship with Vernon and how and why. Mm-hmm. But then. Again, as Max said earlier, it's a complicated story with backstories and all that. And considering the backstories, everything ends up making some form of sense. Yeah. You know? So for that reason, um, madam or sir, whoever you were that wrote the um article, I wish I would have saved it. But um and if I do, then I'll shout you out next week on the pod. But I probably won't look for your article because <laughs> it's ridiculous. But <laughs> I give it a four out of ten as far as credibility is concerned. I would go all the way down to a two. Because sure. I just think that uh, one big problem with people reading fiction is they go, this character did this thing and it's a bad thing. They're, that's bad. And it's like, no, characters should be able to make good and bad choices. Yeah. A good character can do a bad thing. A bad character can do a good thing. So even if there are instances where, I mean, maybe Dumbledore doesn't uh he's not as giving of a friend to McGonagall as he is with his male friends maybe he takes her friendship for granted a little bit because she's a female character and that's represented by uh him interrupting her more so than other male colleagues in the book let's say that's a thing that was in this article Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean the book's misogynist that just means Dumbledore's Dumbledore's a a misogynist which is okay which is okay because people are complicated Mm -hmm. you know what I mean people are complicated groups are complicated especially Dumbledore who gets way too much credit yes but like because he's a hero Voldemort treats Bellatrix better than Dumbledore treats Treats McGonagall McGonagall. yeah 
She shows up as a cat. He's like, you're late. <laughs> right, right. It's like, nigga, I crawled here. What do you, what do you, I crawled here from Hogwarts. Meanwhile, you came here invisible and shit, just walking freely. I had to turn into a cat. I had to get here. And then I say, good morning. You're late. Well, fuck you too, and your embroidered robe. I had to elude the dog catching people. <laughs> I got stuck in the tree for a bit. There's fucking, there's muggles grabbing her and shit, petting her in the street. She probably, you know how many cans of cat food she probably had to at least sample just so she wouldn't seem out of character for you to talk shit to her. Fuck Dumbledore. So you give it a two. Come I'll on, Maxie, what you think? Yeah, around there, I think like three or four. Three or four, you know, It's okay. just, because I'm sure there is some stuff, but it's also... And like what I said earlier, it's like there's complicated characters. And also, it was the the point of it was to write like a great piece of fiction of like yes. these wizard stories. It's also, like not, not every work you like needs to fight for all the issues you care about. 100%. Settle down. Everybody should relax. There is an element, too, of you shouldn't be reading something like Harry Potter looking to get offended. That's yeah, just you can find you can find you can literally take anything. You could. What if I read the the troll part in Harry Potter and was like, "See, she's bashing men." It's like right. well, that character is stupid, and he gets like his own club stuck in his nose. And or stuff. not even men, like just bashing like uh like mentally handicapped or something like that. Yeah. That troll was hard to tell, especially <laughs> bro. In the movies, that motherfucker was slow. You kind to go anybody that gets killed by a troll deserves it oh i mean a little bit because it's like i and does magic not work on them no but they're like kind of repellent to stunning charms and stuff kind of like giants okay gotcha that's what it yeah. is you want to say something else maxi uh yeah just um i, don't know, I think i kind of said you can you can find anything to be upset about in any any work that's ever been written and when you, when you look for stuff like that you find what you're looking for mm-hmm. now will you came up with a segment that's interesting to say the least. So go on and introduce it to the Potterhood, baby. Okay. Well, uh, I guess in this uh, in this next segment, we're gonna once and for all establish who Harry's third closest friend is. Okay. So now, if you if you if you already know, and of course you already know, because you 15, 16 <laughs> episodes deep with us. So. Ron and Hermione are Harry's best friends. Now, we can argue about who's second and who's first between Ron and yes. Hermione. But I personally think that friendship-wise, it's Ron first, mm-hmm. Hermione very, 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 very close second. I agree. And, and I don't think that makes either of us misogynists. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Harry's third closest friend so should we go through some of the candidates because there's yeah. a lot of can- so the first candidate that jumps to mind is somebody like neville neville who's you know the f- he's in the dumbledore's army with them then you get names like Ginny. Mm-hmm. she's in the mix luna's in the mix luna. hagrid is a name that he's a real candidate there is the age gap yeah it's a big age gap i feel like you just don't call up hagrid yeah, well, that's the big thing that goes. Hagrid too Hagrid. busy trying to get giant pussy. Hagrid, Hagrid out here, but then <laughs> putting on elk coats and whatnot. <laughs> You're not like Hagrid. Want to just go get some butterbeer? <laughs> Hagrid, like you don't see these giant bitches, man. I got things to do. <laughs> Hagrid's kind of like Chef in South Park, where he's just yeah, telling the kids. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All the stuff he's doing. Hagrid is like Chef in like, South my Park. Finger. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but that's the title of this episode. <laughs> 
Hagrid. Hagrid is like Chef from South Park. Okay, that'll be the title. My man. Um, and then another one with the age gap. Lupin and Sirius are both candidates. Nah. No, you don't think no. so? They they both take up like uncle roles. Yeah, you know what I mean. They both take up uncle roles. I can't I I can't see that. Would like, you also dismiss Dumbledore then as a candidate? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Dumbledore okay, is not agree. a friend. Dumbledore is more of a fucking terrible guardian. Well, I've won- actually, you know what? Dumbledore was not a terrible guardian. Yeah, he could have been a hell of a lot better. He was not terrible. No, because he, he always showed up. Yes. For an old ass man that was like 150, that motherfucker popped out of the Food Network at the uh, <laughs> Department of Mysteries and whooped some ass, took a name, and then went back home and embroidered his robe. He gets too much credit for showing up in Chamber of Secrets because he doesn't, but they go, well, he sent Fox in the sorting hat. <laughs> it's like, you could have just showed up with Fox <laughs> and the sorting hat. You could have saved that 11-year-old from a basilisk. No, I'll send a hat. In I'll my send pack. a hat. I got shit to do. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go uh, flirt with this portrait. Oh man, yeah, I gotta go look at this moving picture of me and Grindelwald. And I don't got time. <laughs> like, I feel like somebody, like somebody came up, like, "Yo, you know Harry in the Chamber of Secrets." <laughs> All right, uh, send the bird, my nigga. <laughs> I got. <laughs> That's just a terrible strategy. Any, uh, anyways. All right, so last candidate for for fourth friend. Now this character. Very strong one and two with the group, but then he leaves the group. Scabbers. Scabbers, nah. Scabbers, no love no. for Scabbers. Nah, you falling off of me, bro. Because <laughs> you forgot Seamus. You know what okay, I'm Seamus. Him and Seamus had a good friendship. That's I forgot why. Dean. Any I was about to say <laughs> Dean next, bro. I was about to say Dean. Yeah. Dean, you know, went after Harry's, uh, what ended up being yeah, Harry's yeah. wife. So, um,. Okay. Oh, Fred and George. Fred and George. Fred and George. Either one of those in the mix. They were. They were again. That's yeah. more like family though, because the mm-hmm. Weasleys ended up being Hag- Hag- Hagrid. Ended up yeah. being Harry's surrogate family. Okay. With Molly Weasley playing very much a mom role and Arthur playing very much a dad. That's why him and um him and Ron are very much like brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Okay, this is hard, right? Because I'm trying to think about who he had the deeper conversations with, right? And who was the most there for him? I think about who was the most there for him. Uh, oh man. Okay. Well, who can, you you go first. Okay. Tell me who you think. So my, I'm deciding between the four of Neville. No, Luna. you gotta pick one. Nope. You no, pick. I'll tell you who I'm gonna pick. So okay. I have Neville, Luna, Hagrid, and those are really the only three I'm. I think I'm considering. Okay. So immediately I'm gonna rule out luna because she's only really friends with harry she tolerates hermione and ron i don't think she's friends with them okay so now i'm deciding between neville and hagrid and i would go with hagrid because i think that uh hagrid has had more conversations with them by a lot okay all right what about you all right, so I'm stuck between Neville and Luna. I didn't include Hagrid because of a to age gap. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would be friends. I think he sees Harry more as like a, you know, like a almost like a son. Sure, you know what I mean, or maybe like a little brother. Hagrid would do anything for Harry. We know that any fan of the Potter, of the uh, Harry Potter fandom knows that. But I just don't see them as friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, between Luna and Neville. My thing with Luna is that Luna's always been there for Harry. I feel feel like it took him a minute to appreciate that, but I feel like he ended up appreciating it. But 
the reason why I'm gonna go with Neville is because Neville was there every step of the way, and they have a whole lot of moments to where they might not talk to each other every day, but he got his Remembro back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going to get his Remembro, got him on the Quidditch team, and all that stuff. Well, Neville it was Neville got, wasn't on the Quidditch team. Right? No, it got uh, Harry oh, on the Quidditch got, team. Oh yeah, because yeah. Draco took the Remembro and threw it. Harry yeah. zipped up to go get it. He did that for Neville. So I feel like in the beginning, it was more like, you know, I can't let you pick on this guy. You know? yeah. And then as the book goes on and you find out how close your parents were and how close your fates were, like it could have been you just as much as it could have been him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they connected on that level. So for that reason, I'm going to go his tertiary best friend. Is Neville Longbottom because I feel like if Harry got in trouble, Neville would be one of the first people to jump into action. I feel like the one other really good case for Neville is that he's one of only four characters to kill a Horcrux. Also true. Ron, Hermione, Dumbledore, and Harry, and him. Wow. Okay. Oh, and uh, Remus Black. Yeah, but But we don't count him. Yeah, Yeah, we're regulars. Uh, but oh, oh, oh! Wait, 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 wait! Oh, are we forgetting someone? Dobby. Dobby is a good one. I've How completely do you forget forgot Dobby? About that. Because Dobby, he only sees so intermittently. Dobby's only in like four books. I, but I got friends like that. Yeah. That are like close to me. Dobby but, is a. But when we see each other, we bounce back like round ball. Like ain't nothing trying. Okay. Dobby. So, yeah, I think Dobby's a strong candidate as Dobby's well. Dobby's put almost. Dobby shit put some of. Probably put the most on the line. Here's why I would go Hagrid. Um, here's, I think, also the best case for Hagrid. Okay. So. Neville, his primary group Added of friends. Added to already what was supposed to be the best case before, but let's hear him out. <laughs> That's true. It came a little late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Neville, even though he's close with Harry, Hermione, Ron, his closest friends, <laughs> his closest friends are Dean and uh, Seamus. Okay. And Neville's? Ne- yes, yeah, so that's Neville. Okay. Dobby, even though he's close with Harry and them, He's still cool with Winky. He's cool with. He's got house elf friends. House too. elf friends. Okay. Hagrid's fair. only friends are Dumbledore and these three kids. Nah, I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people liked uh, Hagrid. Hagrid was in Order of the Phoenix. True, but do you feel like he was? Who is he hanging out with? Outside of bro, Hagrid is the party, bro. What are we talking yeah. about? Hagrid is Hagrid's that dude where like like. If Hagrid was in the police, right, he's the dude that they don't give a gun to, but everybody <laughs> respects him because he's big, he's about his business, he's going to go after the bad guys just like everybody else. And you know when Hagrid get there, get the drinks, because Hagrid's going to drink the most, he's going to talk some shit, and Hagrid's going to be the one to go out and start the party as far as talking to women. That's okay, that's true. Like, let's stop or when playing. you're already really drunk, he's like, Yo, you want to see a dragon? Right, right. Like, yo, bro. who do you think Hagrid hang out, hung out with the most with in the order? In the order, well, everybody was died James? or went to jail, and Remus was busy being a werewolf. <laughs> I, I wonder why they didn't just let Hagrid take care of Lupin when he went to yeah. his werewolf form. Yeah, the, that, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. He. He had his umbrella. He could have handled it. I, I, I'm, f- he could square up with him. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> like, like, wait, what? Hagrid would have yeah. tossed Lupin. You think so? I don't think so. Did you werewolf see werewolf Lupin? Lupin, bro? He was like an anemic. Oh, he's a skinny. He's a skinny he's werewolf. He's skinny as hell. Sirius was a dog and Sirius kind of did handle him. Bro, Hagrid would have put him in a headlock. 
and took him over to a cage and sat there and talked shop with him while drinking yeah. some whiskey with Fang. But if he got bit, then he becomes Werewolf Hagrid. I don't know if that could affect the Giants. Can a Giant become... I, I bet a half-Giant could become a They a might, but then he would have to bite him. Hagrid could literally just grab his mouth. I never understood if Hagrid was a different species than everybody. If he's like a half-Giant or if he's just a human... With giant, he's genetics. a human giant hybrid. So yeah. whatever, whatever that is. But to uh to your to your um point, no, I think I think Hagrid was pretty cool. Hagrid and Hagrid would go hang out at the seedy put like Hagrid yeah. was the guy to hang with, bro. Hagrid was the dude <laughs> when you go out with, and he say some shit like, "All right, so look, <laughs> we gonna go to Diagon Alley, and we ain't gonna tell nobody." We're going to duck in the um, fucking whatever, Milton and Burks. Born in a box, you got to get a fake ID. Yeah. yeah. Hagrid was the delinquent, man, but like the cool delinquent. <laughs> you know, he ain't taking you down and start no trouble. You're going to go, you're going to gamble a little bit. You're going to fucking get some dragon eggs. I feel like Hagrid's taking it even further. Hagrid's calling you over an elderly prostitute <laughs> and being like, hey, go, go have your first kiss. Right. Yeah, so to that point, I think Hagrid was the party dude. I think everybody missed Hagrid. I think Hagrid will get some in some trouble in this modern era. He might, but should he a giant? Shit, that's the first clue. Of course he'd be in trouble. But no, honestly, I, I, I just don't. Um, I'm disagreeing with you, bro. I, 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 don't, I don't see Hagrid. Yeah. I don't see Hagrid as Harry's friend. I don't. Okay. He's you more of a uh, protector, more of a uh, like uncle figure. Cool. Harry had a lot of uncles, man. Yeah. A whole lot of uncles. Some of them snitched on his parents. We had a whole lot of uncles. <laughs> that's true. So I'm siding with Neville all okay. the way. Okay, I think that's a strong case. Um, okay, <coughs> how Will about has a cold in the summer? How about this question? Uh huh. Are you allowed to? Let's say you're a Hogwarts alum. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to still care about the house cup? I mean, you've graduated. The house cup stopped having importance after the first book. I don't even know who won the House Cup. You didn't care every at year all. After. Okay. I, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'm going to be too busy partying with Hagrid to care about <laughs> who won the House Cup. Hit a, Hagrid with holes at, man, and not them giant ones either. <laughs> so you go back for Parents Weekend and you see a parent who's like super into the House Cup. Do you judge them? Do you yeah, like, I judge the- them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me. Like, what are you doing, bro? I'd be like, Ravenclaw. <laughs> Will definitely would do that. Cause that came from too deep in his soul just now. Did you hear it? Ravenclaw. Taking selfies by the scoreboard. <laughs> you nerd. I'd be more interested in like the Quidditch fountain. Quidditch World Cup. Or Quidditch House Cup. Mm-hmm. I, I'd bet well, on that. Do you think the second years even give a shit? Do you think it's only the first year? So then by the time they're second year, they're like... I bet you the head boy. I bet the head head boy boy and head girl, they really care. Yeah, they might. Maybe a couple of the prefects, but that's about it. They're trying to get into some record book. Would you ever want to be a prefect? Nah. Me either. It has a hall monitor vibe, bro. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to be a prefect. Also, I feel like if you're on the Quidditch team, that's way too high status. Like, it would be... That would be the goal, but like... It's such a difference between being on the Quidditch team and not. Like, if you're not, who cares about you in yeah. your house? Like, why would anybody care, you know? I mean, you might be an exemplary wizard or witch. Yeah. You know? So, for this week's If They Were Black, we have the house, the school ghost 
Peeves. Peeves. Now this one was hard for me because I couldn't tell the pe- Peeves wasn't black. Like <laughs> that's I, true. I, I don't know what Peeves was. I thought all the ghosts were like like nearly headless Nick. It sounds like a black guy <laughs> and Peeves. Like I don't know. Nearly headless Nick is like a schoolyard legend. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know if Peeves was black because I don't even know what happened with Peeves to make him what he is. Uh, yeah, there's a whole backstory to Peeves. Do you know um, it? It's no, I I knew it at one point, but basically, then came to he, a whole podcast and he didn't pick if who they were black and he gonna sit and tell me he don't know what Peeves backstory. Yeah, Max, is. can you bail me out with Peeves's backstory? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking into it. And See, that's why Max is the greatest in the world because Max is already Max. on it. Max knew you ain't know that shit and was typing <laughs> hard on his phone. No, it's I had no idea who Peeves was. was oh, like, okay, gotcha. Peeves so y'all is both the poltergeist, stupid. the poltergeist of Hogwarts. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a Peeves fan. I always just felt like he should have been funnier in the books, in the movies. I was like, Fred and George are such funny characters. J.K. Rowling can clearly write. A hilarious kid. I just felt like all of his jokes were whack. It was like Potty Potter. And it's like, yeah, I just thought he was lame. I yeah, just, no, he was lame as hell. But a lot of those ghosts were lame. But you know he what I'm saying? Because look at look at Nick. Nick had an attitude that made no mm-hmm. sense. People trying to be nice to you, trying to figure out like Hermione wasn't being a dick, even though she sounded like one. <laughs> nearly headless. Why are you nearly headless? <laughs> because of this. I couldn't get into the headless. <laughs> Shut your bitter ass up, bro. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know much about him still, but this is a pretty weird sentence. It was inevitable that in a building bursting with teens, teenage witches and wizards, a poltergeist would uh, be generated. Huh? Yeah, I don't really know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> Are they saying puberty attracts poltergeists? I guess so. Mm. It's pretty weird. Makes sense. R. Me. Kelly gonna be <laughs> a poltergeist. <laughs> that music gonna be good. <laughs> He's trapped in a closet with a boggard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's too good. Uh, yeah, no, I just always thought that Peeves should have been funnier. And there was opportunities to. He's messing with Filch. It's like you can't say anything about Filch's stringy hair or mm-hmm. he's in love with his cat. And when you're making fun of Harry, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, no. Malfoy Pe- bullied Harry so much better than Peeves ever did. Peeves definitely isn't black because them jokes were trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those jokes were always trash. So if Peeves were black, his jokes would be better. Because his friends would be funny. <laughs> you Dude, know what I'm saying? If you- Peeves was black, there'd be like 30 poltergeists around Peeves. Every time he made fun of a kid, they would either boo him or high five him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. But it, this one was so hard for me because I was like, I don't know. Who gives a shit about Peeves? He should have been a better character. Yeah, you know I mean? Peeves is a they, weird they, he, he sucked so much that they never brought him up in the movies. Mm-hmm. Not one time. Peeves isn't in any of the movies. Does, he ain't in are they not in scenes? Okay. I wasn't Nothing. sure. They, uh, I found that out. They they had an actor and they did film some scenes, but they were all cut. Yeah, they're just you not funny I mean? enough. Potter, he Potter, need, fucking party, party, Potter. <laughs> it's That's so my bad. English accent, y'all. That was a good English accent. Thank you. Um, yeah, Peeves should have hired the Weasley twins to write for him or something. <laughs> Just something to get those jokes off the ground. Okay, so question for y'all, right? What's wh- what's one thing that you think should have happened as far as like, all right, I would I would trade out this scene and I would make it look like this. Like, what's one scene in the Harry Potter books or in the movies that you would have changed, and what would you have changed it into, and why? Um, 
Well, I don't want to step on yours, but the duel in the movies, the duel with Snape and McGonagall has to be more epic. Okay. Um, but what's another one that I would have? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, go for it. Hagrid would have died. Oh, you would straight up change that. Hagrid would have died. Hagrid would have died, and that's what would have fucking sent Harry over the edge mm-hmm. to actually start. Like, because it, it would have been a little bit more dark if it were me. But I always <coughs> felt like he, the Expelliarmus charm was always too like it was too low risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for a spell for you to use against people who are trying to kill you. And I feel like there, there was supposed to be something that should have pushed Harry over the edge. Got it. Like that scene, because it happens to everybody else. Like Ron had, when his brother passes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He goes off. I don't know if Hermione necessarily had one, so she should have had one too. Somebody who she really yeah. likes to looks up to should have like got hurt. I mean, that would have been like McGonagall. McGonagall is probably the one wizard you could, or which you could kill that would really get through to Hermione. Right. That's Lupin, but that happens at the very end of the series. Lupin, but we don't get to see that. But like maybe mm-hmm. Ron should have. I would have hurt Ron pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, just enough to incapacitate him, but enough to make yeah. Hermione like snap. Because we didn't get enough of those snapping moments yeah. in Harry Potter. I think at least in the movies. I'm not talking about in the books, but in the movies, like Ron did it well because Ron, I really do believe, had the most to lose with yeah. all his family being directly entrenched in this war, and Harry, you lost so many people, you would think to hold on to them and to lose more would scare you so much that you would be a lot more decisive and like, yo, it's mm-hmm. me and you. You know, and he never he never grew like that. I think it's Spelliam is still the fucking like curse he uses in the cursed child and all that. So Well, they treat his principles as though they're honorable and they are honorable, but as though they're the most logical stance. Yeah, but it's so naive. It's so naive. I mean, which yeah. makes sense for his age up until the last book. That is also a tenant of like fantasy fiction mm-hmm. to have love conquer all or good conquer all or mm-hmm. to have princes and knights not betray their ethic and See, but, still win. But I'm one of those people that definitely thinks good and evil are should always be in quotations. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like um, like we have our Bill of Rights, but then we have like the Constitution and all that, the flesh some of that shit out tell you what it looks like because depending on where you are and who you are it's not always standard mm-hmm. you know what i mean it might be right to some people to like some people in Voldemort's camp thought it was right to do what they were doing mm-hmm. for whatever odd ass reason and if you put them up to a lie detector they would be telling just as much truth as harry did as a person fight mm-hmm. and that perspective just wasn't they didn't make a lot out of that sure. which kind of bugged me it always did well i think that that's J.K. Rowling's worldview. I think she looks at when people do real evil and she goes, oh, that's rooted in selfishness. That's rooted in the dehumanization of others. But I think it's also fair to go. Sometimes sometimes that's rooted in a population being brainwashed or fed propaganda and they believe what they're doing is righteous. I mean, if you look at American history, there's examples of evils that are done by selfish men who purport to know better and then there's evils done by brainwashed masses of people right 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 so yeah i definitely would have killed hagrid and i would have had something terrible happen to ron just to push them over the edge because ron was already there mm-hmm. after his brother died that motherfucker said Harry i'm here to kill Deffy. got there for a moment when he does the imperious curse at gringotts you're like finally harry gets how high stakes this is well right right and then he but, goes to voldemort at the end and he's like expelling it's like 
Vol- and Voldemort yeah. was really trying to off him. Voldemort yeah. hit him with that Confringo shit, and he was not playing. Yeah. And Harry didn't shoot back anything like that or remotely like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that always bugged me. So that's something I would change. Okay. How about you, Maxie? Anything? I think I would have wanted to see more scenes with Sirius Black. Just because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can give me inferred just it's like it's all off screen, off book. They like had more of a relationship, but you really only see them together when they meet and when he dies. Like and I four guess, times, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel like they could have expanded on there. You feel like the bond was too strong for the few times they actually got to be around each other? Kinda. Because it's sense. like it's just like, oh yeah, I was pretty good friends with your dad. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, welcome to my life, new dad. Right, and you would think he would have told him more about his father, just yeah. like some more in depth shit. I, I actually think, and that we, could have happened, it, just but it did somewhere. If because yeah. if we play up the whole like uncle role or like yeah or like second dad role, Lupin played that a lot better in my eyes mm-hmm. than Sirius Black did because Lupin didn't just say the good shit. Lupin told the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, Lupin told him like yo. Your dad ain't give a fuck much about the rules. Like, he was my friend, but he was also a dick. Whereas Sirius was such the right-hand man that everything that James did was just cool to him. Mm-hmm. You know, which is why I think him and Harry became more friends and it kind of tarnished that relationship for me because I think it stunts Harry's growth a little bit. Well, I mean, you meet people like that with your parents or yeah. with that. You meet friends of theirs that'll have like a really complimentary view of them and mm-hmm. then a more nuanced view but still complimentary because they're true they're friends but you know what that's that's the beauty of um characters like snape and characters like um uh lupin because we never really know our parents mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying no kid ever really know that they had that one friend they don't want you talking to mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because that one friend be like oh i mean <laughs> yeah your parents are good people they clean you know what i'm saying but back when we were young yeah, they tried insert drug here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I smoke weed with your mom. Your, your parents got a Snape? Right. Do you think your parents have somebody who's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Shit, they grew up They grew up in what? My parents were both born in 59. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, thank God they were never um, drug addicts. But all that shit that they had to see and live through, I'm yeah. sure they had their stories that I wouldn't want to hear. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My pops has told me something here. It's like, ooh, that's crazy. <laughs> but you don't really know your parents. That, yeah. what, that you know the side they want you to see. Sure. Your oldest siblings know the side of them that they don't really want you to see when they were still mm-hmm. young parents. And then, like, the last kid, the youngest kid, he always knows the least. Yeah. He or she always knows the least about the parents. And they fucking hype them up to be this. And then you find out the truth on they're like, oh, really? Mom? Dad? <laughs> yeah, mom and dad. That was the weirdest thing about, like, I forget what book it is, but when you find out that Arthur and Molly Weasley, when they were at Hogwarts, were sneaking out of the common rooms and probably fucking every night. Probably, I mean, shit. Look how at how many kids. kids. <laughs> like, how old is um the oldest in comparison to Molly? I don't know. The oldest, and I can't get wrong, the oldest, I believe, is Bill. All right. Now, I want you to fact check this for me, Maxie, because I don't want... And shout out to Hippie Witch, yeah. our... Yo, Hippie Witch, you are the greatest. Thank you for listening. I want you to know that we appreciate you. And the rest of y'all need to be like Hippie Witch and hit us up to let us know that you're listening. Because we see the numbers. We know you're listening. We thank you for that. But, yeah, hit us up more often. We're going to find out if Bill's the oldest. Then we're going to sort our last person and get on out of here. Nice. We've been flowing today, buddy. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been... We got a a big guest coming on here soon, too. So, I ain't going to tell you who, but uh, keep you posted, huh? Okay. 
let's find do 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 so we're uh we're finding out if bill is older or if it's charlie i'm pretty sure it's bill i hope it's charlie just because i want you to be wrong. wrong Because they said on that one podcast today that you know more Harry Potter facts than I do, and I hated it. <laughs> so what was I just gonna say? Um, Come on, Max. Yeah, William Weasley. So William Bill Weasley. Bill Weasley nice. is the oldest. the oldest one. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so right, let's sort. Let's sort Gucci Mane. Let's sort Gucci Mane and get on with the rest of our day. The so, East Atlanta Santa. The East Atlanta Santa. I'm putting Gucci Mane because this motherfucker went to jail and he came out and he was uh he was stupid. His bravery is more stupid than brave. Yeah. But um, I'm putting Gucci Mane in Gryffindor, not because I think he's necessarily the best person. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. I had a couple songs that I thought were kind of like meh, but he's Gucci yeah. Mane and could probably whip my ass. So I think he's very talented. Okay, and I'm not saying that because I'm scared of him because I'm yeah. not. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm not scared of him. Yeah, Hell no, no, he's I think he's got too much money. But um, I, I'm, I'm gonna put him in. I'm gonna put him in Gryffindor because the things that I do know about him, he's always been very, very brave. I heard his autobiography is ridiculously yeah. good. So for somebody to live through so much and do so much and not have like a like a monkey on their back for it. That's very um, very Gryffindor-like. It reminds me of Neville. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Somebody that's been through so much, knows so much, but still manages, even after all that bullshit, to be a kind of good person. He as is a decent lot like as you Neville. can be. Uh, for that reason, Gucci Man. Gryffindor! Okay. You know, he actually... He is a lot like Neville because Neville had uh, just a rough go of it when he first got to Hogwarts. People were trying to bring him down. And with Gucci Man, the thing that was amazing to me was that he kind of had a public breakdown right before he went to jail where uh, people were ridiculing how he looked. And yeah. he had like a couple of tweets that were like thirsty for Nicki Minaj just out of nowhere. It seemed like he was having kind of like a manic Spider-Man. episode. Yeah. But then he came out of jail and he like he got his mental health in check and mm-hmm. like a really... I mean, he. It seems like he did a lot of self reflection. He's serious blacked it, but serious black in like <laughs> the best way possible. He is kind of like serious black. Yeah. But and he just the thing I love about Gucci Mane is that he knows himself so well. Like he has forgiven himself for like one of the things in his autobiography that's kind of crazy is that uh, he killed a guy who was trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. So this guy was shooting at him, trying to take his jewelry, and he killed the guy. He ain't hit him with no expelliarmus, I'll tell no, you that. Avada Kedavra. Yeah. But uh, he says in one of the songs, he's like, I'm a murderer, but I don't promote violence. Like, he knows exactly how he feels about the world, where he's like, just don't shoot at me. I won't shoot and at you. And I won't you. shoot at you. Leave me. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. If I And it's not often that I do messages, but I'm in that type of mood yeah. because of, you know, what's been going on. Fucking... I'm not often in this type of mood, but let the message be that people are complicated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People are very complicated. And don't be so quick to judge other people without understanding their complications. Yeah. Because you might come to find out and it might scare you how much you have in common with the person you just judged. Well, when uh, just going back to the article you brought up earlier, one of the most cliche things in terms of literature is the female character who just exists on the arm of another character and she's so in love with him that she can't she doesn't have her own autonomy right but jk rowling writes that character in nymphadora tonks in a way where that character is a very very strong 
complex female character yes. that's one of the most powerful female characters in the series and mm-hmm. also has her autonomy in a way that's really uh, interesting and compelling. To whomever wrote that um, article, I would suggest, I doubt you'll ever listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. but if even if people that might listen who might agree with that, like, you know, Harry Potter is like, uh, misogynist. I want you to go and watch some Japanese anime, and I want nah for real. Yeah. And I want you to see how they portray some of the women that are the main characters in Japanese anime. And you'll notice a lot of uh, shonens, especially, they have very weak. You know what I mean? They're all centered around like maybe one boy, like in Naruto, Sakura, Sakura only wanted Sasuke, and it blinded her so bad that she didn't have any autonomy, like you said. So we should all really try to appreciate. The fact that J.K. Rowling, for better or worse, wrote very dynamic characters, male and female. Mm-hmm. But I never once thought that she um, jeopardized like any of those characters' femininity. I don't think she Got ever... Um, yeah, it <laughs> took me a minute, though. Um, she never jeopardized their femininity. She never... Um, she never made them seem like just housewives, like mere housewives. Mm-hmm. Molly Weasley never seemed like the mere housewife that was just holding it all together. She they she could be, was a lot more important than that. They could be really good characters like Hermione or really bad like Rita Skeeter or Umbridge. Yes, or Umbridge, who was probably the most evil in a lot of our minds. And yeah. she has a body count much um, um much uh, lower than Bellatrix's. Yeah. So after that. Where are you putting um, Gucci, Gucci Mane? Uh, I would say just because he knows himself so well, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. So you putting Gucci Mane, Ravenclaw. I'm putting him in Gryffindor. Maxi, you putting him anywhere? Max said, fuck <laughs> that. I don't know him well enough. Audience, thank you so much for listening to episode 16 of the Potterhood Podcast. I am Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. You can find me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. That is at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. You can also check out my website, NicoWhite.com. That is N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E dot C-O-M. If you are a fan of stand-up comedy, I will be headlining the DC Comedy Loft on October 13th. And I will also be headlining in PA somewhere October 18th. And if you're local, if you're in New York City, or around New York City on Friday, October 25th at 11.30 p.m. I will be headlining the New York Comedy Club, 241 East 24th nice. Street. Make sure you pick up your tickets at NewYorkComedyClub.com. Use the promo code KANG, that is K-A-N-G, to get a discount. Make sure you use that promo code because that money goes to me. Come check out the show. Come be there in person and see me live. Will, you got anything? I'm I'm Will. Uh, you can you can follow me on Instagram at Will Poznan, W I L L P O Z N A N, and uh, yeah, that's it. Go to go to Nico's shows if you're if you're in those cities. If you're in and around, and um, we're gonna leave y'all with a question, man. Who do you think is the most morally complicated character in the Harry Potter verse? Make sure you hit us up with okay. that. You can hit me up, like I said, on Instagram. You can hit Will up on Instagram. Thank y'all so much. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed.